Welcome to our Wednesday night uh, devotion Bible study again. Hope you're having a good week. Uh, we are continuing in our study of the Sermon on the Mount, specifically the Beatitudes. And so tonight we're looking at the fifth Beatitude, uh, Blessed are the Merciful. And uh, that's in Matthew chapter 5, and it's verse 7. And uh, Matthew 5 verse 7 it's going to appear on your screen, and it reads uh, like this. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. We need to remember that uh, a beatitude is a proverb, a New Testament proverb. talks about the way the kingdom of God is to operate and does operate in heaven. And we are being instructed to function that way and function uh, uh, as the kingdom of God does on earth until Jesus comes and... and uh, then we will experience on earth the way that the kingdom of God works in heaven. Uh, this particular beatitude is one that's really easy to just pass over pretty quickly because it is so familiar. The concept of mercifulness and showing mercy is so familiar to us. Uh, it's all through the Bible. It, it, it's, a, it's a principle that appears in Scripture throughout the New Testament, in the Old Testament. Uh, it is an attribute of God. God is merciful. Uh, it's in the golden rule. Treat others the way that you would have them uh, treat you. It's uh, in the parable of the unmerciful servant coming from the opposite direction where the, uh, the king forgave an unforgivable debt to a servant. And then he went out and, and uh, picked a guy that owed him some money, could have been paid back, and uh, threw him in jail. And the king showed, said, if you will not show mercy toward him, I showed it towards you. If you will not show it toward him, then I'm going to not show mercy towards you. So the, the, the consequences of not being merciful and forgiving uh, are in the New Testament. Uh, the Sermon on the Mount, in, 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 uh, in addition to this particular beatitude, there's themes even in the entire Sermon on the Mount about, about being merciful. So it's, it's very common uh, it's, it, it's an easy one to for us to, uh, to overlook or to blow through quite um, quickly because we will say well I, you know, I understand what that means and that's a good sentiment and we ought to try to live that way um, but as we dig into the meaning of what this actually means um, it has particularly good application to what's going on in our culture and our in our world right now uh, and you'll see that as we go through, as we actually look at the, the meaning of what it means to be merciful. Um, because there's a lot of things happening in our country right now uh, that uh, shows a distinct lack of mercy uh, on, on everybody's part. And so you'll, you'll see as we really dig into this, what this means. So let's begin uh, with a review of what it means uh, to be blessed. Uh, we, we, we do this. These are Beatitudes. All the Beatitudes start with the same phrase, blessed are those or blessed are they who uh, do something. Okay, and so the, the meaning of blessed, it is more than happiness. Uh, it is a sense of joy and contentment and peace that is not based on, on changeable circumstances or chance. And so there is a, there's a deeper understanding of what it means to be blessed. It is something that is a, a, a fruit of the Spirit. It is an experience 
that we can have, uh, and it is the way that the kingdom of God operates. So let's begin with the meaning of mercy. We're going to, some of these things may give you something to think about. Uh, I really encourage you to pay attention to what it really means uh, to be merciful. Um, first off, uh, the meaning of mercy is more than just an emotional wave of sympathy or, or feeling sorry for someone or having compassion for someone. certainly includes all of that, uh, but, but it's more than just that compassionate tendency. There's a spiritual gift called the gift of mercy, and usually when we think of a person with the gift of mercy, we think of somebody who is compassionate, who, is, who has empathy, uh, who feels deeply the feelings of others and those kinds of things. Uh, they, they are soft-hearted, uh, and, and that would be usually the characteristics and is the characteristics of a person who has a spiritual gift of mercy, as opposed the, uh, to the spiritual gift of, uh, let's say, prophecy, uh, where proclaiming and people who have the personality and the gift of prophecy are usually kind of black and white kind of folks, you know, my way or the highway, right or wrong, and they don't, they, and they, and they don't show any uh, resistance or any hesitation to point out the fact that wrongdoing is going on and their motivation when they're doing that is to warn people and to and to give people uh, a warning that that you know you're doing wrong you know it's wrong this is wrong uh, stop doing it okay so so people that have the spiritual gift of prophecy oftentimes are considered not very merciful uh, because they and people who who have the spiritual gift of mercy are sometimes uh, characterized as being kind of soft on sin and, and not being very um, uh, firm in living a righteous life. And so that, that's why we have all of these spiritual gifts that bring balance to the way the church is supposed to operate. But today we're looking at the gift of mercy. And so it's, it's more than just an emotional wave of sympathy. Now, the New, we all know that the New Testament <clears throat> was written in uh, Greek. And so when Jesus was giving the Sermon on the Mount, he wasn't speaking in Greek. He was speaking in Aramaic, Hebrew and Aramaic. And so it gives us some insights then to, to um, how, how to understand what the, the word means from the standpoint of what the Hebrew and the Greek and the Aramaic states. And so in Greek, and in English, the, the word for, for mercy that's used here uh, that, uh, is, is actually not translatable in the Hebrew to one word. Mercy uh, is probably the best English word, and the Greek word that we get the, the English word mercy from is probably the best uh, Greek word. But really, the, the, the Hebrew word it can't be translated into a single Greek word or a single English word to get the full understanding of what is going on. So it's literally um, untranslatable. Um, the, uh, the, the literal meaning of, of, of the Hebrew form or the Hebrew uh, word for mercy, uh, it, it's more of a descriptive uh, the, uh, word than anything else. Uh, it, 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 it is a word that, that, that literally means uh, the ability to get right into another person's skin until we can f 
see the things with their eyes and we can we can think things with their mind and we can feel things with their feelings um, that's that's the intent that's that's the idea of the Hebrew word for merciful uh, that is used most often when in the book of Psalms in the book of Proverbs where uh, mercifulness and those kinds of things are being talked about a great deal that's usually the word that is being used there and so it's the, it's, it's the ability to get inside somebody and see things through their eyes and think thoughts through their mind and, and, and have the, see feelings that they're, that, that they're, that they're feeling. A very uh, in-depth in, in understanding of the, uh, of the individual. Okay, and so um, literally it, it means to be able to, to get into that person's mind. Now, to do that, uh, to practice that, requires a deliberate effort on our part. We, human nature is not such that we tend to do this uh, <laughs> automatically. Um, we, 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 uh, we, we tend to draw conclusions about people uh, based on our perspective uh, rather than theirs. Um, we tend to assume that our values and our perspective and our understanding of the facts are correct, uh, and uh, and maybe they are, maybe they're not. Uh, but here's where the meaning of merciful really takes on some application into what's going on today. A lot of you know the demonstrations that are going on. A lot of it seems like every group and every bunch that has had any kind of grievance with the American culture for the last 240 years is speaking up now. You know, so they're tearing down statues. They're they're changing the name of football teams from the Washington Redskins because that's offensive. And they're they're you name it. Anybody who has had a grievance or an offense or some such thing uh, ever in our history uh, is is demonstrating, protesting against social and racial injustice as a state of uh, characteristic of our culture and and uh, it is it is very disturbing it's very uh, divisive it's uh, violent the a lot of these things that are going on are not peaceful they are that they, they tend into violence uh, one of our uh, from Sunday you know one of our church members said that uh, uh, she got into an argument with some family members over some things that were posted on Facebook about about truck drivers, for heaven's sakes, I mean, you know, and and um, so the 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 there there there's there's a lot of things that are going on uh, that 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 literally have to do with our perspective because we tend to see perspective from our own point of view, and we must understand that to, to show mercy. The way that this beatitude is intending requires a deliberate effort on our part, uh, because this this beatitude is not calling us to be correct. Our perspective and our judgment and our values may be correct, but this beatitude is not calling us to be correct. It's calling us to be merciful, and so as a result of that, it's going to require of us uh, some deliberateness on our part uh, to to make this take place. What what would happen if we actually tried to practice this? If we intentionally, deliberately tried to place ourselves uh, in another person's skin 
and see things from their eyes and feel things that they feel and think the thoughts and the perspectives that they feel, which is the act of showing mercy. What would we tend to experience? Well, one of the first things that we would experience uh, is that it would save us from being kind and nice uh, in the wrong way. We live in the Deep South, and one of the characteristics of the Deep South is that we're nice and polite about everything. Have you ever noticed that? The, uh, something can be, you know, somebody is doing something that is just really, really bad or really, really strange or really, really odd. And what's the kinds of things that we say here in the South? Well, bless his heart. Well, you know, that's just the way they are. Things like that. Now, is it, is it, is it good to be nice? Yes. Is it good to be kind? Yeah. But we can be nice and kind and not be merciful. <laughs> All right? Because uh, we, we, we need to remember some, some biblical examples. Okay, Mary, Martha, and Jesus. Remember that story? Jesus is uh, visiting Mary and Martha and Lazarus. This is before Lazarus <clears throat> was raised from the dead. Lazarus has just, you know, will eventually die. But this family were, were, were friends of Jesus. And so they, they were there with the disciples. And uh, uh, Martha was busy getting dinner ready. Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus listening to him teach. So what did Martha do? You know, she, she got, she got her, her uh, uh, ruffles, feathers ruffled, and so she goes over there and she says to Jesus, um, Lord, tell my sister to come help me because I'm working so hard and getting everything ready. Now, Martha must have been from South Judea, okay, because, because that is a very nice, kind way of giving a very stern rebuke to her sister. <laughs> okay, And so Martha had a perspective. Did dinner need to be ready? Didn't prepare, probably. Uh, what, was, there, was there work involved and, and, uh, and effort involved? Most definitely. And so she was coming and, and giving uh, Mary a rebuke for not being in the kitchen, helping her get things ready. And because it was from her perspective and her culture and her understanding of what her responsibilities were, that was what the hostess of the household would need to do when they had guests. That was her perspective. Uh, and so uh, a, a veiled way of, of nicely asking for some help. But that wasn't Jesus' perspective. Jesus' perspective is Martha, Martha. You worry about a bunch of stuff, uh, but Mary has chosen the better things. Okay, so Jesus perspective was a different perspective than Martha had. Martha was veiled being nice and, and, and rebuking her. Um, if, we, if we practice this, then our perspectives and how we cover up our irritations and how we cover up our prejudices and how we cover up our presumptions uh, with being nice that can that is seen through by people. People really do not appreciate that kind of niceness, even though we're trying to do a culturally thing that is very much a prevalent culture in the South. But most of the time, it simply covers up our hypocrisy, because we're not happy. We're not being being pleasant. We are giving a rebuke, uh, or or we're, we're we're saying what our perspective is in a way that we assume is not going to be offensive and it usually falls flat. 
So if we were to if we were to show uh, mercy in this way, we it, it would save us from being kind and nice in the wrong ways. If we were to show mercy in this way, uh, it would uh, give us uh, a perspective on uh, why other people behave the way they behave. Now, this this applies directly into the, um, the the business of the protest and those kinds of things. People behave the way they do for reasons. Um, the reasons may be right, they may be wrong, they may be good, they may be bad, they may be true, they may be false. But people behave the way they do for reasons. Now, our 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 human reaction and our typical reaction when when their behavior is something that is offensive to us or scary to us or we just we, we disagree with their stated reasons why they're doing it. Uh, we feel that we have the right to to give in kind, to to, to give uh, a, a judgment in kind, and and that's why you see clashes, violent clashes between people of varying perspectives. And in, in, in these days, it seems to be the, the 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 extremes of each side of the case. You know, you got you got the extreme people over here with one perspective, and the extremes on the other side of another perspective. And they get together, and these clashes and violence occurs. Um, and so, but to show mercy would give us a better understanding, and we and we can we can see things and give us a perspective on other people's behavior uh, if we just pause long enough to to try to see things through their eyes and understand things through their feelings. Doesn't mean that we agree with it, but it does change our reaction to it. Um, the uh, if we do that, then it also gives us an opportunity to, uh, it makes forgiveness easier. Because a lot of things that are going on that we are seeing on the news and the stances and the causes that people are demonstrating about what have you, they're offensive to us. And we take up the offense and we, and we pass a condemning judgment on them and we, we get mad. Well... To show mercy means that we have to deal with those feelings ourselves because now, because now those become our feelings. Those become things that we actually are uh, experiencing. And we're responsible for our reactions to their behavior when it is offensive to us. And the response to that, it means that we have to talk about forgiveness at that point. I'm going to, I'm going to release my right to hold them accountable to me for their actions that are reprehensible and questionable and wrong to me. So showing mercy... If we actually do that, and we crawl inside their skin, see things from their perspective, uh, saves us from being kind and nice, when in fact we're not. It gives us perspective on other people's behavior. It gives us the a, a better ability to uh, forgive them. But probably most importantly, the the if we were to show mercy, it would improve our understanding of what God did for us in Jesus. Uh, if we practice mercy, then we would understand and we would realize that God, what did God do when he sent Jesus? He incarnated his very self into a human form, into a human body. The ultimate act of crawling inside somebody else's skin and seeing the world through their eyes and thinking the world through their thoughts and feeling the feelings that they feel, is in, is incorporated into the incarnation of God in Jesus Christ. 
it gives us a better understanding of what God actually did when he gave us Jesus. Because the ultimate act of mercy was a God who didn't have to. God could have judged, he could have wiped everything out, started over, he could have done any number of things about his creation and to his creation because he is a God and can do that, it's his creation. But instead, he was merciful to us and sent us Jesus so that we could understand and see God the Father in a form, in a physical form, in a man, in a human being that we could understand. And so the ultimate act of mercy was when God sent Jesus to us. So this whole concept of being merciful, that we will obtain mercy, we will see mercy ourselves, uh, has a whole lot more meaning and a more application than we often realize. So the, the meaning then of the fifth beatitude could read, Oh, the bliss of those who relate to other people in such a way that they can see with their eyes and think with their thoughts and feel with their feelings. For those who do that will find others will do the same for them and will know that that's what God did in sending his son Jesus Christ to us. Maybe it's a way of thinking about being merciful that you hadn't thought about. But it has, it has particular application to the things that are going on in our country as we speak. We hope that you're doing well and hope that you're continuing to uh, survive well and, and be, uh, get through this pandemic time. We are, we are working to try to understand how best to move forward as a church during this time. It doesn't look like it's going to be a short-term situation. And so our leadership, your leadership, is, is meeting and talking about how we move forward as a church in our, in our uh, ministries and the activities and the things that we think that we should be accomplishing uh, during this time. Pray for us as we try to figure out a path forward. It's going to probably going to have to look different than what we're, what we're used to. And so um, you know, th those uh, meetings are taking place. Pray for that situation, th those situations, and uh, pray. take some time to get your prayer list out and spend some time in prayer with your family this evening. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.